racetracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. This week we take a look at the supercars run at Phillip Island. We speak to Craig Lount and Russell Ingall. We also have a chat with John Davison of the Eastern Nationals. Ravel Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes and the famous King Springs. Ravel Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing. So call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Ravel Steering. 28 Mott Street, Braddon. Phone 6247 The supercars at Phillip Island. What a race it was. Craig Lowndes taking another victory for season 1998. Well, it, it is. It's, uh, it's very important this year to get some good starts and then uh, I guess it's just some great running and uh, we're able to, I guess, uh, hang in the first race. It's very, very, uh, very hard like, or very easy, I guess, to drop back through the pack if you have a bad first race and we managed to sort of finish second behind Mark Schaaf, my teammate, and then uh, we got a good start and went on to win the second race and the last race was, I guess, uh, uh, real interesting. We uh, had some change of uh, conditions, started off dry. We... Uh, had a sort of reasonable start, but I guess Russell Ingalls had a better one. We managed to, I guess, uh, get past Russell in the early stages, but then when the rain came, Russell uh, and the Dunlops uh, really come into their own, and uh, Russell caught me back up again and, and passed me, and, and I guess he hit and pulled a gap and went on to win the race, and I managed to, I guess, score enough points to uh, win the day with uh, finishing second in the, in the third race. All right, have you, the team done much work to the car since the uh, lakeside run? No, not really. Really, we've, all we've really done is uh, had a good think of what happened at Lakeside and really make our negatives into positives. Uh, this weekend, I guess we well, we understood the car a lot more at Lakeside, but this weekend we're able to, I guess, change the car quicker uh, and really go with the change of, of the conditions as well with the weather. But uh, no, really, just Lakeside, uh, we just sat, sat back, had a good think about what, what went on what we could have done to make it better uh, and really just learn from it, and that's what we've done. All right, then, and uh, at the end of the day, you still lead the championship, which is, uh, I guess, where you want to be. Well, it is. At the moment, uh, Russell and myself have been very consistent uh, through all the races in the, in the, in the, first, in the first four rounds, so, and that's what it's going to be. I guess that's what uh, you're going to have to need to do, really, at the moment, to uh, win the championship. It's just consistent. Uh, and whether you have a bad weekend or a good one, it's just to keep scoring points. And uh, Russell, I guess, would would have liked to qualify a bit, bit further up. He qualified sixth in the start of the three races, but uh, managed to, to, I guess, quarry his way up to second position on the day. So, uh, although he started sort of a little bit further back than I guess he'd like, but uh, we were quite happy that you know he, he uh, you know went on to score points like I guess we did at Lakeside. In '96, it seemed like that no one was ever going to touch you. This year, it's not that way. No, this year is uh, twice as hard. Uh, the competition is, is a lot deeper as well. There's a lot more level one guys. Uh, you know, it, it, it just sort of quite easily gets put back uh, from the lead I've got. I've only got, I think it's around 40 points. Uh, it's really only two wins. If uh, Russell managed to get two wins and, and I have a DNF in the two races, or any two races, uh, so it's quite easy to lose, lose the lead I've got. But uh, definitely the competition is, is, is twice or, or three times as hard as what it was in, in 96. Russell Engel, perhaps second place wasn't where you were expecting to be after qualifying back in sixth on the grid. You know, we sort of uh, 
Well, it's not one of our um, our favourite. Well, when I say well, not one of our favourite tracks, I, I actually particularly like the circuit because it's one of our faster circuits. But the uh, our tyre situation hasn't been real kind to us over the years. But um, we were we were sort of uh, optimistic coming here because we've we've got a new batch of tyres and they've been working it well at every other track. And uh, uh, we were struggling a little bit though um, compared to the uh, Bridgestone runners. We had a a fleet of Bridgestone cars in front of us after qualifying, but um, you know overall. Um, it, it turned out not too bad. Well, Dunlop's coming in second and third at the end of the day must give you a bit of a heart because you're very good up at Lakeside. Uh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, it, it's so important to, to keep keep the point situation going. And at the moment, we're uh, myself and uh, Craig Lowes are having a pretty good fight, and uh, we had a pretty good fight today in a couple of races as well. Um, it's um, so it, it's just a matter of hanging in because there's so many points up for grabs. I mean, it's 40 points for a win, so um, you have to really keep plugging away and, and, you know, you don't actually, the points don't reduce that much, so you keep getting the second, third, fourth, you know, fifth even. I mean, you still pick up a bundle of points, so you've just got to keep hammering away at it. Yes, and, uh, well, second place in the championship at the moment, as you said, doesn't take much for that to change around because Lounge isn't getting too far away. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I kept him in range um, th- th- this weekend. He only gained six points uh, between the two of us, so I'm still pretty comfortable in second. Um, but, you know, he's he's 40 points ahead of me at the moment, so uh, we, we've, our next round's at Winton. That's our, that's our home test track, and uh, we, we dominated pretty well there last year, so we're going to really get our heads down and make sure we're going to uh, get a, sort of uh, make sure we, we come away with some good results out of that weekend. Uh, and if we do that, well, then it's um, the rest of the year is going to be very interesting indeed. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud sponsors of Inside Motorsport. The focus of the Show and Shine Brigade over Easter was at Sandown Raceway. John Davison joins us now to let us in on how the second annual Eastern Nats Got along. It takes a while for people to get used to these events being on. I had about 250 entrants. It was very successful Friday and Saturday, but regrettably, it got rained out on Sunday. And I had to pull the plug on the event at 10 o'clock last Sunday because some of the events are too dangerous to run in the wet. So in one respect, in terms of entries and public attendances, on the Friday and Saturday, it was way over and above last year. But ultimately, um, I had to pull the plug on it, like you do with all drag racing events or similar, if it rains. So it was a disappointment, but there's nothing you can do about nature. So I was 50% up on the attendance figures for Friday and Saturday on what I was last year. And approximately, I just on 50% up in the number of entries. So if you look at those, that rate of growth, uh, not that it's always possible to sustain that indefinitely, but when things are new, you do expect them to grow a bit more rapidly as people get used to them. So, I, yeah, I was very, very happy with the way the events ran. Um, a lot of, there were some very, very good cars appeared in what you call the show and shine. Uh, a number of them have been at the Summer Nats. And that's par- it's partially an entrant-related event. The more entrants you get, the more fans they bring along, the people know them more follow them or whatever so i was wrapped really john in trying to put on an event like this of course uh, muscle cars and uh, 
street machines have always had that adult side, certainly in the magazines and everything we read. The industry doesn't lean itself towards such a family event that you're trying to put on. Yeah, well, it's in this respect you've got to be very careful of the girly-type magazine uh, picture-and-people-type magazine imagery where you've got girls running around scantily clad. Um, you have to be very careful about that because often the family person feels embarrassed or the women don't like it. And, you know, you don't want these sort of photographs appearing of women up on stages with G-strings on, bending over in front of your guys and all that because it partially can destroy the imagery of the event. But... Uh, that's something that we've been very conscious of, and uh, I don't quite know how Chick Henry, the promoter of the Summer Nats, does it, but he invariably has a sort of an adult section of the Summer Nats, which is on at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, and it's really, you know, there's enough warning there for people that don't want children to go, or the women may feel embarrassed and they don't. But you've got to be careful of that imagery of these events, which you don't get at Grand Prix and touring car races. For more Inside Motorsport, contact your nearest community broadcaster for details of broadcast times across Australia. Chris Lambden from Motorsport News joins us now. And Chris, uh, one thing we're missing on the TV is a lot of great open wheel action with the Formula Holden and Formula Ford races this season. In terms of tele television coverage, yes, that's right. Um, both Formula Holden and Formula Ford ran championship rounds at uh, Phillip Island today. And in fact, the, the Formula Holden category is is almost booming. It's the strongest it's ever been. Um, four international drivers taking part in the championship now, including a young Japanese driver who made his debut today. Not a front runner, but nevertheless in there. And uh, the, the Formula Holden races were both very, very exciting, very close, very good at the front. Um, I know Channel 10 has uh, put them in the can, so to speak, for uh, for later showing in a in a uh, one of their sports games, which is good because. Uh, you know, both it and Formula Ford uh, are where the, the, the stars, the V8 stars of the future come from. One uh, man who hasn't managed to get himself up and running into a super touring car or back into a super touring car is Greg Murphy. Is this because his contract with Channel 10 to commentate or is it because people are overlooking him for some of these younger drivers? No, I think he... Um, are you talking about a V8 driver for Murphy? Yeah, no, well, he is contracted to the Holden Race team for Sandown and Bathurst later in the year. And in some ways, that does preclude him from taking up uh, a number of other possible offers. Um, so, uh, and there is some possibility that he may get a round or two late in the Shell Series as well, because uh, HRT has to debut the brand new model Commodore, the VT, at the, I think, the eighth round, the call to park at the latest. Uh, so that it can run three rounds and be assessed for its performance parity with the other cars if they want to be able to use it at Bathurst. So if the uh, championship is looking a bit close between the, t the two current HRT drivers, it's possible that uh, that Merv may get a, uh, a few races left in the Shell Series. So the only reason he's commentating is that he's not in the driver's seat, but uh, his best chance of a drive does look like being uh, a, a Honda in Super Touring. The Honda Australia are apparently the closest they've ever been to uh, to coming into the category. They've had a pretty good offer from uh, from a, uh, a fledgling team which would uh, employ Greg Murphy and possibly uh, Jeff Brabham to, to run a pair of Hondas. 
at one stage it was thought that could be as early as next week, uh, but uh, I think the time's running out for that, but nevertheless it's something that's very, very much on the boil. Oh, an interesting one there. Chris, this week you have motorsport news coming out once again, and of course uh, great news there for uh, all the fans of Phillip Island's racing, because you will have full coverage of that as uh, well as all the interviews after the race because I know, speaking to Craig Lance, there was quite a few issues uh, that he took up with us. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, um, you know, uh, Craig, it's good to see Craig having a good run now that he, he's had to come back here rather than stay on in Europe because he, uh, I mean, certainly he, he, he is a, a really big talent. I mean, if you look at the raw facts of it at the moment, he's actually giving his teammate Mark Scape a pretty good hiding. Uh, actually did win the first race today, uh, got the jump at the start, but Craig was all over him. In the second race, Craig got away and just, just blew off into the distance. He's, he's got that little bit over Mark Scape. Now, Mark Scape is no uh, slouch, so he's operating pretty well at the moment, and my personal view is that the championship is, is going to be fought out between he and Russell Ingle, and uh, really, it'll, it'll depend on uh, car set-up and tyre suitability over the remaining rounds. Of course, uh, news coming to hand this week is, uh, in this week's Motorsport News, you'll have a look at the 82nd Indianapolis 500 grid, which got settled over the last couple of days. And, of course, Mark Webber's column is going to be quite interesting as well. Well, indeed. Uh, uh, obviously, listeners will know that he uh, he ran his first race last weekend with the, the mighty Mercedes team and uh, ended up third in the race, uh, despite losing a wheel fairly late in the day and uh, a bit of a delay early on when uh, when they switched drivers from the team leader Schneider to Mark. A uh, bit of trouble uh, with restarting the car, etc. So they had to come from a fair way back. But the, the good news and, and the thing was that that the people that matter over there will have noticed was that Mark was setting the fastest times of the day when he got back out on the track in the car. So um, they, they finished third, which was possibly a bit disappointing, although it was behind two other Mercedes cars, um, due to these delays. But uh, nevertheless, Mark's performance was pretty strong, and he'll have a bit to say about that in his column. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to ravel at spirit.com.au. Thanks for being with us once again on Inside Motorsport. I hope you can join us next week.